You're listening to Almost Got Him, a Batman the Animated Series podcast. And now, your hosts, Brandon and Jimmy. I'm Brandon. Hey, it's Jimmy. And we are back with a new episode of Almost Got Him, a podcast about Batman the Animated Series. Our first new episode in quite some time, because me and Jimmy have taken most of the summer and a good part of the fall doing our uh, turtle cast right uh, right now which you can also subscribe to we've got five episodes in on that we got one left um how are you enjoying uh, turtle cast jimmy uh i got turtles coming out my ears brandon and today we're gonna have bats going right back into them well it'll be nice getting back to it it's going to be nice and and we have like the perfect episode to return to beware the gray ghost it's a classic of course, it's the Adam West episode, and we're going to talk a lot about Adam today. But first, uh, we need to talk about somebody else that uh, we have lost, unfortunately. We lost uh, Richard Mall the other day, the voice of uh, Two-Face, mainly known, I guess, as Bull Bull from uh, Night Court. Bull Shannon. Yeah, he had passed away at the age of 80. What are your fondest memories of Richard Mall in his career? Uh, well, aside from putting Two-Face aside, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and by the way, this version of this Two-Face is probably my quintessential Two-Face. Yeah, that, yeah. Um, from the design and just the, the way that he handles it. Yes, and perfect. his voice. It's a, yeah. it's a complete package. Uh, but I'm a, I'm kind of a big Night Court guy. Um, so this hits me right in that, that sweet spot if he was such a, such a, you know what's weird about him? What's weird? Um, it's weird you see pictures of him later in life, and he had like a full head of hair, beard, yeah, and he had beard, yeah. but like he was always uh, he always shaved his head for yeah. um for I th- bold. Well, I thought he was way more me- menacing though with the with bald head and just no no facial hair at all. He was kind of scary for, wonder, for me as a kid. To I wonder be if that was a choice, like for when he went in for the role, like to do that. I have, I have a feeling they might have. I they probably told him he had to do that because like I said the guy can guy can grow hair. And I respect anybody that can grow hair because I can't. Because at first he was more like his character on Nightcore was more like he was kind of scary and like yeah. stern, and then became like a big goofball. Yeah, yeah. As the years went on, my my parents loved Nightcore, but I was like really young when it was on, and I would watch it occasionally with them. It was on a little bit later in the night, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it came on like nine thirty. Yeah, it was later. Which that was that's pretty late for when you're like five years old. But yeah, he always scared me. But uh, as the sh- show went on, he—I think he—he he was the main character that I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, a really, re- really great actor. What else did he do? Other than, did he do uh, much other than uh, Night Court and Batman the Animated Series? Uh well, he was in the Flintstones movie. Oh, yes, he my. Was, he's yeah, of, the Goodman one. Yes, he played a character named Hoagie. Hoagie, <laughs> that's. That's uh, who, something. Who might be a reference to Hoagie Carmichael, who was a, a character that was in the actual show. Oh, wow. But his name was Hoagie. Um, he did a lot of, like, he was in Scary Movie 2, House, most people know him from House. Oh, he was in House? Yeah. I remember of, him like, in horror, House. like, sort of low-budgety horror stuff. Oh, he would be, he seems like he'd be great for horror. I mean, Two-Face is kind of handled like a horror character when he's introduced at the end of, it's true. of Two-Face Part 1. Age of 80. I mean, 80 still, that, that's a good run. But it it sucks to see him go away. I feel like we've lost a lot of Batman the Animated Series people the last year. Oh my like, god, year. it's been such a hard year for that. We got Kevin Conroy, Richard Mull, um, Arlene Sorkin. Arlene? We need to protect Mark Hamill and Diane Pershing with all that we have. His uh, penguin's still alive, ain't he? Yeah, Paul Williams. Paul Adrian Williams. Barbeau is still kicking. Yeah, I saw she. Yeah. 
She was doing some like fun pictures at a, a horror convention last week. Yeah, I think our friend Derek got a, a signature. That's that's cool. That is that's really cool. So, uh, yeah, she's a she's fantastic. I know you, uh, the animated series version of Catwoman's not your like favorite. But I think she can she's amazing voice voice actress. Yeah, I love Adrian yeah. Barbeau. It's and the I mean, writing that we don't really care. I mean, for. I don't. It's I don't like. Uh, I'm not crazy about that version of, of Penguin either. But I love Paul Williams. Oh, I, Paul Williams wrote the Rainbow Connection. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I always forget that he's like more known as a uh, like a, a writer than he yeah. is actually an actor. But speaking of uh, voices from our childhood that are no longer here, uh, today we are covering "Beware the Great Ghost," which is just fantastic because Adam West joined uh, Batman the Animated Series for one episode to play this character known as the Great Ghost. And before we get talking about the episode itself, I want to give you some Adam West facts. Oh, I would love some Adam West facts. And Adam West, by the way, that's your Batman, correct? He is my Batman. He's uh, my dad's Batman, and I inherited uh, my dad's nose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and my dad's Batman, strangely enough. <laughs> it happens. Yep. Uh, Adam West, I, by the way, did not know Adam West was not his real name originally. Uh, I, I, I did know that that's not his name, but I f- don't know what it is. It is William West Anderson. Okay. He was born, of course, in Walla Walla, Washington, ah, which Walla, is one Walla. of my favorite cities to say. Bugs Bunny loves saying that. Walla Walla, Walla. Washington. <laughs> uh, he grew up He grew up a big fan of Batman uh, as, a, as a child, and uh, he created the name Adam West when he moved in Hollywood uh, around the year 1959. Now... If you notice, the year he started acting was 1959. Of course, you, we all know that Batman, the original series, started in 66. So mm-hmm. it took took him only seven years to find, like, really big fame. Uh, he was, of course, he was Batman alongside uh, Burt Ward's Robin. What do you remember about the first time you watched Batman 66? My dad hated 89, and he was like, this sucks, He son. hated 89? Yeah, he watched it. We rented it, and he was like, son, this sucks. Uh, this is nothing like my Batman. Oh, did, was, did he want the humor and stuff like I, that? I don't know. I don't know what he wanted, but I guess it was probably too dark and weird. Yeah, and um, printy. Yeah, but a lot he, of prints. he loved Returns, though, I think because of Michelle Pfeiffer. That's uh, even darker <laughs> that's and even weirder. Darker. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. It, it's funny. I, it's the only time my dad has ever fanboyed about anything when he was like, this sucks. Like, this is, <laughs> hashtag not my Batman, said my dad. He was the, he was the first he person who came that. up with that, yes. <laughs> So, and around that time, Batman Mania was everywhere, so they started showing the reruns. I think the first one I saw, actually the first thing I saw was the movie. It was the 66 uh, or 67 movie when that came out. Yeah. It played on WGN. Yeah, it came, I believe that came out like right after the first season had ended. Yeah, yeah, right. Which, that's kind no. of like, that's kind of wild mm-hmm. that a show is on for one season and boom, it has a theatrical movie. Well, the reason they would do that, Munsters did this too, is that they wanted to sell the show into syndication overseas. Oh, okay. So they would make the movie. The movie would go all around the world and other countries would go, whoa, there's a show of this? We'd like to see that. So then the show would show in those countries. So there was sort of a reason why they would uh, why they would do that. Um, I'm trying to remember what I, why, when I watched it, what was it that drew me to it? Yeah. And I, I think I, I knew that there was something more going on with it than... I as a kid could understand like there was innuendo there was humor everyone played it it was played ironically yeah um but I don't know if people knew that at the time uh, I don't think they did I really don't every, every woman in it is amazing looking <laughs> so yeah. that kind of helped even at that age as I was uh, I, as I was approaching 10 year old it, it probably inspired Bruce Tim a little bit it probably inspired <laughs> Bruce Tim which also screwed me over as well 
Um, so yeah, and I I loved Adam's uh, take on it. He was always sort of in the moment, but at the same time above the moment. Um, and it's just something about his delivery that was funny he, to he me would even then. Deliver the weirdest lines with with such ease yeah. and grace, and like like he was doing Shakespeare yeah. or something like that. He wasn't even like winking at the mm-hmm. audience at at times. It's just he's he's so great in that role. Which obviously, if you're like a fan of the comics. Batman wasn't silly in the comics. They made him silly after the show came out for a little bit. Yeah, but he, he was usually a dark, more like Batman '89 was in in the books anyway. So this this more comedic take on Batman was it's like if it would happen today, I th- people I think would be kind of like not thrilled about it. Mm-hmm. As long as it's if it was like live action and stuff, I think you can get away with it in in uh, animation. Obviously, look at Harley Quinn, right? Brave and the Bold was also had some. Yes, Brave and the Bold. Had, uh, I really like that show. I need to watch more of those. We watched which, the one or two. Yeah, we, we watched. We watched uh, one or two of them with uh, Adam West in it. Yeah, actually, that's right. Too. That's right. He did a couple episodes, but but yeah, after uh, he became so big in 1966 as Batman uh, through the show, and then eventually the movie, as we were talking about there. <laughs> There started to become a bit of a downside to his international fame. The role essentially ruined his marriage. I think he was just never home. I think he might have strayed a little bit. Uh, he was typecasted after Batman. He mm-hmm. went unemployed for years, actually, after the show ended. And he, sur- he survived off personal appearances for two years alone. Uh, his c- career luckily picked up years later, started showing up a little bit more on television and uh, animated projects. He lended his voice to a bunch of animated shows other than just Batman the Animated Series. Probably his most famous role outside of being Batman was playing a character that nobody else could play. Mayor Adam West. Yes. (laughs) Mayor Adam West of Quahog from Mm -hmm. Family Guy. Family Guy is one of those shows, like, I loved it in the beginning, then I Mm kind of fell off. But every time I went back and Adam West would be on there, it was nine nine times out of ten. It was fantastic. Uh, Did you watch Family Guy all that much? Uh, yeah, I did, especially the first couple of years. The first three seasons, yeah. like the original season before it got canceled on Fox, still, you still can't touch them. Because you felt like you were, because it was canceled and it came back, so you yeah. felt like because you liked it, you were part of a thing. Yeah. Like, I helped save this this thing. But I love that people like know who Adam West is because of that stupid cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, otherwise, and, they might not have known. And, and everybody likes to quote, nobody messaged with Adam Wee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, at that point, Adam sort of took his ironic personality and like made that his brand. Yeah, yeah. Um, I it actually worked. it worked for him. I actually have a DVD that Adam filmed many years ago. It's him sitting in his attic talking about every episode of Batman sixty six. Every single episode. Every single. There's a lot in that second episode. season. How many episodes are in that second season? Um, I don't know. It's like fifty four or something like that. And, and, and talking about each half. So episode one and two, of course, are one episode split in half. So he'd talk about every episode, every actor. Sometimes he'd stop and, oh, Mike, oh, someone's coming. And he'd stop the camera and he'd move <laughs> to a different room and he'd be like on his exercise bike. Oh, I'm just, I'm sorry. I was just in the middle. And then he'd start talking again. It's three hours, I think. I want to see this so of, bad. Uh, of Adam just doing it. I am so glad I have it after we've lost Adam. Yeah. Oh, dear. Um, I'm glad I have that because uh, it's so wacky. And it's like, if you're like, who is Adam West? Like, watch this. This guy just sat it up, a camera, just like I would do, and filmed yeah. it. And it's amazing. It, it, it's Man, that, that's fantastic. Yeah. I would love to see that sometimes. He sold it just on his website. 
Oh, re- yes. I was about to say, where was this? Like, yeah, I didn't, just I didn't know if the there way- would be like a market for this at like Walmart or it's something like, a like DVD that. That's like pressed. Like he probably just made it and like put it in his iMac or whatever. Or actually, he probably had his kids or someone do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's amazing. If you love Adam, you got to track this thing down uh, and have it. And if you love sixty six, it's just kooky as f- to own this man. <laughs> So, unfortunately, I've got to talk about it. Uh, we yeah. lost Adam June 9th, 2017, after he had a very brief battle with leukemia. I don't think yeah. I realized he died of leukemia. Um, do you remember how you found out that he passed away? Um, I don't remember the exact place I was. I know I was pretty broken up about it, and yeah. I know certainly listening to... Uh, Ralph Garman talk about it. They were, oh, I was uh, going to bring that broke up. Me. Oh, that, I was at work listening to that and it broke me so, at work. So a little context. Ralph Garman is like a super fan of Batman 66. And like he takes it to another level. I think he owns one of the Batmobiles. He had a, for years he had a, a bat cave. I think he actually yeah. had to get rid of that. because There's a bookcase. You go behind the bookcase. Yeah, and like yeah. A whole thing. I think he had to get rid of that when he got divorced a couple mm, years ago. But, uh, Ralph Garman is the co-host of Hollywood Babylon with uh, Kevin Smith. And it's a, it's a podcast that I, it's the one podcast that I always save for my dad. When I drive my dad around my, those that don't know, my dad has health issues and I will take care of him about three days a week and I, I drive him a lot of places. And I would I will always save an episode of Hollywood Babylon when it comes on because they, they don't they don't come on all that often anymore, especially. Yeah. And that weekend they happened to have a show like literally I think it was one or two days after Adam West had, had uh, passed away and once again Ralph Ralph wasn't just a super fan he actually became really good friends with Adam West late in Adam's life he actually uh, Ralph Garman actually got Adam West his star, his star on Hollywood amazing which is I mean so they became super close and I'm going to try to talk about this without tearing up because mm-hmm. just thinking about it kind of wrecks me a little bit but on this episode of Hollywood Babylon if you can track it down it, I think it's from like June 11th, 2017. It's somewhere in that area because it had just happened. Um, And it was recorded the day, I think it was recorded the day that Adam passed away, even. It was the day that he passed Mm -hmm. away the day after. It was very close. It was very new. I'm trying to talk about it here. This could get bad. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, they're in Hollywood Babylon. They do a bunch of, like, their format is they talk a about like headlines and they read their mailbag and stuff like that. And then there's one part of the uh, podcast where uh, they talk about deaths in, in like the Hollywood community did, of the did, past week. Let me just say this. Weren't you dreading that the entire <sighs> episode? Like, uh, that, well, they got 45 minutes and you're like, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? Well, I was, gonna happen? part of me was hoping that thinking that it might have uh, been recorded before. Yeah. But no, it was this like it was recorded like the I think it might have been the it is the day of or the day after. And they didn't tip the hat, I don't no, think. I no, think they no. got an so, hour into it and I'm like, it, I know we're gonna they, talk about they it. They don't mention anything. We're gonna talk about yeah. it. And like, yeah, when it happens, it's rough. It's rough. But yeah, they go to the the obituary section and like I'm I'm having trouble talking about it. Um <laughs> this is rough. But yeah, they get to the obituary section and Garmin just completely breaks down without saying anything. And then he's like, I've had a really bad day. Mm -hmm. And like he pours his soul out for a good like 30 minutes about his friend Adam. And like I said, if you get a chance, go listen to it. Like I said, thinking about it makes me make me tear up right now. 
it's just absolutely beautiful. And yeah, that was that was a rough weekend. That was a really rough weekend. Adam West, I, I my first experience with Batman sixty six was I would watch it on Nick at night when my grandmother would look after me because uh, she babysat me sometimes when I was a kid. And she was like, you like comic books? Here's a Batman show. Because I, I know, she, I, I mean, it's a pretty G-rated show, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's like innuendo and stuff, but it, it's it's totally perfect for a kid or right. whatever. Go, whatever's there would go right yeah. over your head. Yeah, and she and she, I would just sit down in her basement and I would watch that whenever I got the chance to watch it. And I just, I, the first episode I watched was actually the crossover with a Green Hornet. That was the mm. first I remember. Because I remember thinking like, who's this Green Hornet character? Because right. <laughs> I, I, I literally started reading comics regularly at four or five years old. And I had a pretty good knowledge of my comic book characters, but I had no idea who the hell Green Hornet mm. was. But I, I loved, I loved everything about that show. Um, and years later, I would, I watched a bunch with you when uh, you got when you got the big like DVD collection, which is a really cool collection. Mm. And that was huge because mm-hmm. at that point, um, the Batman sixty six show was tied up in all kinds of legal there, brouhaha. There's a lot of so yeah. a lot of meta things involving. Yeah. What this episode we're to talk today and the real life story of, of Batman that you couldn't you couldn't get Batman and that's why we get, had, you couldn't get the Grey Ghost either yeah. so it's like there's all kinds of levels as we're talking about. and that's why we have to talk about all that stuff because yeah. it, it's yeah. all connected yeah. it really is all connected um, but but yeah I, uh, I that that DVD set of yours was really cool I, I got it years later but I didn't get it like all this you got like the special box and everything when it first came yeah, it out comes which with was the, really the, really awesome like script stuff and like a little like playing cards and all kinds of stuff did um uh, did you ever get to see did, did we see him at a convention oh you're down? gonna bring this up you're gonna bring this up yes they were all I there th- yeah they was were, that my first one yeah, I don't remember it was like but, 09 or 2010 but I'm pretty sure that Adam was, was there Adam Burt Ward and I Julie think Newmark. Julie was there and I saw Julie. Yeah, and I think we were just like that line's too long. And there's all there. Were, we'll, it was super. We'll long. catch him next time. Don't you hate? And I did that with Carrie Fisher too. And I hate talking about man. this, but those are those are two big ones. Actually, well, Julie was there too. I would love to have met Julie. We, we still have. We still Julie. have Julie. We still have yeah. Julie. Um, but uh, yeah, it's they were there. They were there. Yeah, we got we got to breathe the same oxygen. That's true. As them, that's which true. is really. I mean that's awesome enough mm-hmm. right there. Um, do you have a favorite like Batman performance by Adam West? Like uh, like a favorite episode, favorite moment? Um, is your favorite Adam West Batman? Um, I think my favorite stuff with him is everything in '66 involving him, and uh, and um, I'm gonna black the Miss Kitka character, Catwoman character. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, Julian, uh, no, Julie, uh, uh, Lily Merriweather. Uh, everything with him and Lee Merriweather in the movie and like their little romance and like um, uh, they're they're going on a date and they're drinking milk in, in, in brandy cups or whatever. That's the only time Lee Merriweather plays Catwoman, correct? Only time, yes. Yeah. She was in an, another episode. Actually, she's in uh, as a she's different a, character. like a girl. Like yeah, a... she's one of the girl. And it's the only time where Adam at the end, Batman, gets some. Oh, uh, they, nice. there's a there's a little moment where he goes in the apartment with her at the end with that character. Yeah. The only time they ever shown anything like that. So I just love the repartee between him and um, Lee Merriweather and that she's not my favorite cat woman. That would be Julie. Oh, but I said Julie. I just kick. I love that. Or the kid was stuff. good too. Or the kid. Uh, you know, you can't go wrong with you about three of them. But uh, that's probably my favorite stuff with him just as the romantic 
lead. And the moment at the end in the Batman suit where he realizes that uh, Lee Merriweather or that Miss Kika is Catwoman. Yeah. And that music plays and there's that shot of Adam and it's ridiculous, <laughs> but he's playing it for all it's worth. Uh, my favorite performance is I, I, I've always absolutely loved the Batman 66 movie. Mm-hmm. Um, if, even when he's like, what is it? The shark bomb or whatever yeah. that, I mean, that's, the it's fantastic. Bat spray it's so that. fantastic. I, yeah, I absolutely love that. Um, I, I remember really liking the, the pilot, the episodes with mm-hmm. a Riddler with there. Riddler. Didn't a guy like get killed in the Batcave during that, those episodes? Uh, a lady got killed. A lady got killed. Yeah, yeah. Like Jill St. John is the only person <laughs> that got killed in the, she, she fell off the atomic pile. <laughs> And then Batman said, what a terrible way to (laughs) go-go. He took his cape and wiped the tear and said, what a terrible way to go-go. Jesus Christ. Please say that at my funeral. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. We got to get into some bat facts about this episode before we start uh, talking synopsis. Um, First off, if Adam West would have turned down doing this episode, they would never have done the episode. That was... That oh, was yes. the big role. I'll, I make that. Uh, I'll say that again later. But no. you, you said it. Yes, his, yes. His life literally inspired the plot yeah. to this episode. Without him, there is this episode doesn't exist. But yeah, I, I like that they that they didn't have a plan B. It was just like yeah. all or nothing. Mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, the the gray ghost design, which based off the shadow and the golden age heroes, the Sandman and the spirit. Uh, you see that with the hat and the goggles. Um, most of the music in this episode, which by the way, I love the music in this episode. Wonderful. I'll talk about that a little bit later myself, but the, uh, the music in the episode and, and the, uh, gray ghost theme in the episode was inspired by the old Superman cartoons of the forties. Mm-hmm. Who, who was it that did those, uh, cartoons? That's the Max Fleischer. Yeah. Fleischer. Fleischer. Yeah. I, that was my first experience with Superman was actually watching those cartoons, uh, on a VHS tape as mm-hmm. a kid. Oh, those were a lot of those were public domain, so everybody had those. Every preschool, they were dollar and Kroger's public checkout domain. Line. Yeah, I remember they sold them at Cracker Barrel. That's that's probably why. Like every every place had those. How uh, how was it? Why was it public domain? Uh, probably I don't. DC was all about money. I mean, ask the creators of Superman. Well, there's a lot <laughs> they of they screwed over. Like there there's Bugs Bunny cartoons that are in the public domain. Like they really? just didn't renew the the whatever the and like whatever. yeah, the rights to the, those specific. I mean, Beverly Hillbillies, the first couple seasons of that are in the public domain. I did not know That's that. That's why you can go anywhere and <laughs> buy be on Pluto TV somewhere. <laughs> oh yeah, they're all on there, but like you could get those anywhere. And and Night of Living Dead of course is public domain. That's probably the most famous public domain thing there ever was. But anyway, mm-hmm. Yeah, Adam Adam West in this uh, episode only says Batman once, and that was on purpose apparently because mm-hmm. they didn't want him to. It's, it, uh, Adam West was was really the creators of this show, Batman as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Bruce Tim is actually in the episode, kind of playing a character that's based on his look. Uh, there is a, n- another character that's based on Paul Denny's look, but it wasn't Paul Denny doing the. Right. Uh, Doing the voice, which apparently Paul Denny was really pissed off because it, at the time Paul was a little bit portly, and apparently, like he shows up in this, and he showed up in some Tiny Tunes, and that got him like really mad because everybody's kind of making fun of his weight, and eventually he lost all the weight. If I'm if I remember correctly, he did. The him in Tiny Tunes looks much more like him yeah. than this does. Yeah, this I, one, I, this one, I felt like a little bit of a stretch. Obviously, I would be mad too if you were like, "This was supposed to be me." Yeah, like that's not a very flattering portrayal. Now, the really cool uh, 
My favorite fact about this episode was when Adam West finished the episode, Paul Denny and Bruce Tim handed Adam West a $25,000 check. Because when you were on Batman the Animated Series, you usually just got paid scale, which mm-hmm. would be kind of like the minimum or whatever. But they gave him a $25,000 check instead of the scale wage. And they also gave him an original Batman costume, which Denny had bought in an auction for an undisclosed amount. Wow. It's apparently, uh, much like this, this episode, uh, Adam West would sell his stuff just to make some money. And mm-hmm. so he could pay for his bills and stuff. And it's, oh, this is such a beautiful moment that they could do that for him. Um, Adam West reprised the role of Grey Ghost years later in Lego Batman 3 Beyond Gotham, which I did not know about that. I don't think I, think I knew that's that either. Awesome. That came out in 2014. Uh, I always wanted to play that game, actually. The, the Lego games I always found kind of, I thought they were so brilliant, but I, I was so dumb at playing those. Um, but this episode, of course, is supposed to be seen as a passing of the torch for the television Batman, and that that's essentially what we get. Mm-hmm. So, Jimmy, would you like to talk, do the synopsis on Beware, the Grey Ghost? Well, I think I have a couple of trivia things. Oh, you do? But I might as well just vomit them out now while we're talking about trivia. Give it to me. I feel like. Okay, these, these are continuity things, but apparently in Batman Beyond, the Grey Ghost merch is still in the Batcave. Oh, that's awesome. Apparently. Uh, in Justice League Unlimited, there's a Grey Ghost revival movie on a marquee. Okay. Uh, this is the most important one, but uh, the name of one of the Grey Ghost episodes in Trent's Closet is called Jimmy's Homecoming. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and lastly, when you see that merch in there, uh, there's a Grey Ghost poster that looks like the Batman the Animated Series logo. So it's just yeah, like, yeah, that... it's, it's, it's Grey Ghost where Batman should be. Yeah, I, I put sense. that in one of the things that I really liked yeah. about the episode, actually. Yeah, another uh, Grey Ghost uh, kind of cameo, if you will, uh, in I think it was the... The second season of Batman The Adventures Continues comic. They did three of those. I think they just finished up. Where uh, It's the comic where Paul Denny and uh, Alan Burnett uh, do a continuation of Batman The Animated Series, but with more modern characters like, mm-hmm. like Red Hood's in there, Jason Todd. Uh, I think Deathstroke's in there. They, they added a lot of characters. But my favorite issue that I read of that entire series is this... Uh, it is a Christmas issue or episode, if you will. And Robin is looking for the perfect Christmas gift for for Batman. And that gift ends up being like, we don't know what it is the entire book until the end. And it ends up being a gray ghost action figure, which I thought was really cool. I love that. It's, it's, I don't think I knew that. So go ahead. Let's hear the synopsis for Beware the Gray Ghost. So Beware the Grey Ghost, directed by Boyd Kirkland and written by... Uh, uh, Dennis O'Flaherty <laughs> and company. There's like six different writers on and this friends. one. And friends. <laughs> so before we get into the synopsis, I do have to be a total Captain Bring Down for a moment. And I'm not sure I've told you this, Brandon, so this will be news to you as well. All right. Uh, since the inception of this podcast, for reasons I can't remember, I have continued to make half-assed attempts in my synopsis to always bring up that my friend's sister... Oh, no! a cat named... Oh, no! Friend. I see where this is going... But I was really given the unfortunate news that as of earlier this year, we lost the beloved commissioner to, oh, I don't know, just some reason the cats die. Yeah. Uh, So I'd like to take a moment of silence for not just all the other people we've talked about who have died, but also for Commissioner James Gordon, the cat. Needless to say, I will continue making this reference in my synopsis out of respect. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and this also means that I got it out of the way early this time. So it's a win-win for all of us. <laughs> How old is Commissioner Gordon, do you know? Don't know. I think Commissioner Gordon was pretty old. And oh, he, well, that's good then. Commissioner Gordon is, has been uh, turned into a, a little, his ashes are there. So they awesome. have them. So he's still with them. Uh, I was sent a picture of that. We're not going to include that. because Okay, yeah, that's, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, back to the gray ghost. At a young age. Bruce Wayne watches, with Thomas Wayne looking on in the background, also voiced by Kevin Conroy, an episode of his favorite serialized television show, The Grey Ghost. In that particular installment, explosions are involved that are being mysteriously planted by something mysterious, and a random note is left, signed by someone calling themselves the Mad Bomber. Also, those explosions are scary. They are. They are very loud, and I'm like, once again, this is a kid's show? (laughs) Decades later, the same events are unfolding in Gotham City, and Batman ponders to himself, there's something very familiar about all this. Eventually, Bruce remembers the old TV show, but doesn't recall the conclusion since he fell asleep before it ended. It turns out there are zero tapes left of the show because of fire. So Bruce (laughs) tracks down the real-life Grey Ghost. It wasn't in the public domain, I guess. (laughs) It wasn't, no. Actor Simon Trent to see what information he might remember. Pawning his old show merchandise to a pipsqueak toy owner, uh, toy store owner, the actor has fallen on hard times and blames people's memories of his old starring role as the reason it's nearly impossible for him to get current work. Sounds familiar. Casting Adam West in this part is, of course, a stroke of meta genius, and it's pretty much, as we spoke about earlier, the reason the episode exists at all. If Adam hadn't said yes, we wouldn't be talking about this episode. Let's be frank, and I'll still be Garth. Uh, his <laughs> casting is the episode. Batman corners the actor and says, hey, I bought back all of your old merchandise for you. Now give me the 411 on this mad bomber business. Simon Trent is like, too bad, so sad. Go kick rocks and touch grass, asshole. He actually (laughs) says this. But after a second explosion happens with a promise of a third one, Simon reveals he still has the show tapes and gives Batman the one he's looking for. Batman exits his apartment with the tape in hand, despondent. I used to admire what the Grey Ghost stood for. Oh. Simon says, I'm not the Grey Ghost. Batman responds, I can see that now. Yep, I'm just reciting dialogue here. Hey, you try and be snarky about this episode, all right? (laughs) Jeez. I was wondering how you were going to do it. That's why I was just like, do we do a synopsis or do we do a watch along? But if we do a watch along, we're just going to watch it and be quiet because this episode is phenomenal. You can see how earlier we were having trouble just getting through talking about Imagine us watching the episode. God, yeah. Bruce then retires to his screening room to relive his memories of the lost childhood he had so callously stolen from him and discovers that it's actually radio-controlled cars that are carrying the explosives. And here's an item. The small explosive-toting cars are apparently designed similar to something that was in Dirty Harry. Really? But since I don't care about Dirty Harry, (laughs) I'm going to gloss right over that and just say those those little cars, they're shaped like dicks. They are very phallic. (laughs) So that's where my mind is. I'm glad you you also saw that. Yeah, I didn't bring it up in my notes, but I was just like, yep, that looks like a penis. (laughs) Batman and the cops stake out the Gotham Library because next explosion, and Bats is confronted by multiple penis cars, but is saved last minute by... The Grey Ghost! But I thought he just played him on TV. No, he really is the Grey Ghost. Uh, Batman and his childhood hero then team up and escape the penis cars and head back to the Batcave to do some research. It's then that Batman shows Simon Trent his Grey Ghost memorabilia and explains that he's the inspiration for everything Batman is. 
Tran is relieved that all, all his years of struggling was actually worth something. It's then that Bats discovers Trent's fingerprints on the penis car. And for a second, it feels, <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> for a second, it feels like Batman is going to physically grab his childhood hero and throw him into the bottomless pit underneath the Batcave. Seriously, it's a real turn, it am happened. I right? Yeah. <laughs> well, of course, Trent's fingerprints are on it because they yes. belong to the one he sold them. Wait, of course, the person behind virtually all these things going on, literally and figuratively, it's Bruce, Bruce Tim. Tim. <laughs> Voicing and providing inspiration for the villain here who has been using Trent's toys against him. Batman and the Grey Ghost show up and thwart his plans and apprehend the bad guy. I'd say more, I'd say more, but most of that we'll probably be discussing in the Martha Moment section later on. <laughs> I'm interested to hear Martha Moments. Trent, of course, is hailed as a hero, and now that the videos he's kept in his possession for years are finally released, the Grey Ghost, I'm sorry, the Grey Ghost is thrust back into popularity. Trent is once again a hot commodity and is signing autographs when Bruce pops by for a meet and greet. He explains to Trent that he used to watch the Grey Ghost with his father. He was my hero. He, oh, shit. Here I go. Yep, Fuck. Yep, yep, Fuck. Yep, yep. I thought I was going to be a fight. <laughs> we got, right. a, it got us both today. Uh, he was my hero, he says. Uh, I, need to, I need to do it right. I need to do it right. He explains to Trent that he used to watch the Grey Ghost with his father. He was my hero, he says. And he still is. Yes, Jimmy is reciting dialogue again because you can't snark perfection. And that's the Grey Ghost. Absolute perfection. This this episode, we're, we're basically going to have a big love fest here. But first, we need to talk about how Batman begins. After that in a while. Jimmy, every episode of Batman the Animated Series has a title card at the beginning of each episode, kind of like a cover to a book, if you will, to show you what is coming in that particular episode. What did you think of the title card of Beware the Grey Ghost? It's a fine, fine image, but I think it's the bombastic Grey Ghost theme that really brings the title card to life. Fan, yeah, it's Instantly perfect. Instantly sets the tone and you get the serial feel immediately. Yeah, it, the, I, I I love it. Uh, it's very simple, the, the, mm -hmm. the actual, like illustration but the, yeah the music I, i'm gonna say it a bunch of times the music really makes this episode like um it's amazing it's next level even for batman and series usually has some pretty good music but this is next level even for them so absolutely love the the beginning of the episode but holy speech bubble batman jimmy what is your favorite quote from Beware the Grey Ghost, and I have a feeling we both have the same quote. Uh, well, I quoted some of the best exchanges earlier. Oh, okay, so okay. I'll, I'll say the other line I thought was great. Uh, Simon Trent talking right to his vintage Grey Ghost poster and saying, Well, old friend, you've paid the rent for the last time. That is a great line. It, it's, like, it's like beyond the disdain and resentment that he has for that character, there is still a respect he has. Yeah. Um, and it, it just makes him complex to me when he's having that conversation yeah. with the poster. You know, I was really surprised Paul Denny didn't write this episode, by the way. Yeah, because it feels like nostalgic. And yeah, it, it feels like feels, it's yeah. something he would he would write, but mm. uh, kudos to uh, Dennis O'Flaherty and all the other writers. Like, this is just such, so perfect. So perfect. My uh, favorite quote, of course, you've actually already said the quote. It's 
Bruce going, you know, as a child, I used to watch it with my father. The Great Ghost was my hero. And Simon Trent replies with, really? And then Bruce kind of changes his voice a little to Batman-y. He's mm-hmm. like, and he still is. I mean, can't... Like, obviously, we love Adam West in this episode, but Kevin Conroy does amazing in this episode yes. as well. And also playing uh, his father for that. Yes, for yes. He always, uh, I feel like he, I didn't realize how often he played Thomas Wayne. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Uh, I mean, it, it, it works. It works perfectly. Do you think I watched something or something where they thought that maybe at the end Simon Trent got that, oh, that's Batman. You didn't get picked that he up. He didn't did pick you? that. He, no, he I don't think he okay. got that at all. Okay, I didn't pick that up either. Is there any other quotes you wanted to go over? Uh, I mean, those are the ones we've went, or oh, I think we'll, I'll just break down again if I do <laughs> quotes. There, those are, those are the good ones. Those are the good ones. Well, speaking of good ones, wait till they get a load of me. Wing freak terrorizes. Wait till they get a load of me. <laughs> Jimmy, wait till they get a load of me. Who is your favorite character in this episode, and why is it the Grey Ghost? Okay, so I decided... To go a different way. Oh, I, really? I, I knew, uh, you know, it really is the Grey Ghost. I mean, yeah, that, that's who I picked. Simon Trent, Grey Ghost. Uh, but Batman and Bruce Wayne with his fanboydom totally on display, he has never been more relatable to me. That is very, very um, So I ha- I, I'm going to say Bruce. Okay. Uh, slash did. Batman. Um, but of course I love Adam and I love what he did with, with the Grey Ghost. But I just, I watched this one and it's, I don't always relate to Batman. And I've, I've probably very rarely picked Batman in these as my favorite character. Mm, yeah. um, but in this one, I'm just like, yeah, that's, that's me. And it's Batman, so relatable. And Batman is hard to relate to yeah. as a character yeah, in general. For me, he or, definitely is. Yeah. Not, not just in the animated series, but also in the comics and the movies. He is, I mean... It's hard to, you know, identify with a billionaire playboy uh, who f- fights crime at night and dresses like a bat. But this one, he is extremely r- relatable. So yeah, that's that's a good, that's a great pick. His nostalgia for something is uh, well, that's that's me spot on. Yeah. So yeah, now, like I said, I picked Simon Trent just because the the performance by Adam West is just it's one of a kind. I'm glad. I'm glad they never brought him back for a follow-up episode. Yep, 100%. This it was special. It was, was a special. special one and done, and that's the way it needed to be. But, Jimmy, who gets your Condiment King Award? Who is your least favorite character in Beware the Grey Ghost? It's a bit of a toss-up, but I'm going to go with Bruce Timm as the Mad Bomber. I put Bruce Timm as well. Um, I love Bruce Timm, even though his penchant for female designs has damn near ruined my life. <laughs> he kind of comes off, I think, in real life. In interviews, Bruce Tim kind of comes off as a dick. He does. He uh, does. So it kind well, of feels... It's, it's entertaining to me, but yeah. yeah, I can see it could be very off-putting. It feels appropriate that he would be a villain. I think it's the execution that kind of takes me out of... Because this episode is so classy. And he just comes out at the end and kind of he kind of ruins the 30s, 40s feel to he, me. He, he comes off very cartoony, which I know yeah. is weird to say because we're literally talking about a cartoon. But yeah, he gets a little over the top there. Yeah, it's just a little much. It's a little much. How would you have liked that character? You know what? I was thinking about that and I don't know. I I don't have, I wish it were a villain that was a little more complex, a little more complex and wasn't just like, I don't know, a toy collector. And no, I don't take that personally. Uh, (laughs) He's your people. (laughs) I don't, don't take it personally at all. I just, maybe if he were more like a, like another, well, I'll talk. I have some more, I have some more to add to that later. So maybe we'll, we'll come back to that. What's funny is I will occasionally put some questions into my notes and one of my questions at the end of the show, I'm going to go ahead. I was, 
already already kind of answered it said uh did the toy collector being a villain offend you <laughs> you know if this were made nowadays there would be people so would, they would try and out. make some kind of thing like dude the, you know what the the writers hate us yeah we, they, we're people too you're people too and they they, they hate and they don't take you know because they've made it all woke <laughs> that's, what, that's what people would say and it's like no that's not i don't i don't take that at all from this yeah, yeah. um god damn i hate the world we live in it, but, it's, uh, it's yeah. pretty shitty yeah. <laughs> but what's not shitty is I don't know how to transition there. <laughs> Jimmy, let's get nuts. Now you want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. Let's get nuts, Jimmy. What are some of your favorite moments from Beware the Grey Goes? I've got a feeling there's going to be multiple. Well, we talked about the score. Yes. The music's the first thing on mine, too. Absolutely perfect. The first act is flawless transitioning to current time with the same shot, and you pan from the, the, the serial that leads... To the like the explosion happens and then you pan to the building or what you pan from the sign to the building that explodes. They do that in the serial and then they do that in the real the real timeline as well. It's so artistic. The cutting back and forth, like you immediately get it. Uh, Bruce Bruce's father carrying him to bed so he didn't see the the ending. Like that works for the story, but also I mean that my dad did that, so all that stuff just really but also relatable. Uh, multiple layers of meta, which that's all I'm all over that kind of stuff. Um, when Bruce watches the popcorn, uh, when Bruce watches the episode he hasn't seen for for years and didn't finish in the screening room and he's munching on popcorn. <laughs> I put Bruce eating popcorn while watching TV <laughs> in the Batcave is a vibe. Yeah. It's a real moment. Like you don't get to see, like he's smiling and you don't get to see Bruce like have a real genuine smile on his face ever. It's it's kind of like the part of his childhood that, that actually he, stuck that was like positive. Yeah. And that he lost. And yeah. it's just very, very relatable. And I'm like, yeah, I can, again, that's why I picked Bruce for this episode. I just, I'm, I feel it's a great that. choice. A great choice. Um, I like so Grey Ghost is in the Batcave, and we see him. There's a shot where he has a blindfold. He's taking the blindfold off. So obviously we don't we don't have to see that. But obviously they were in the car, and and Batman was like, "Hey, put this blindfold on. I don't I don't want you to see where I live." Mm-hmm. Um, I just like that they're like the audience is smart enough where they don't, we don't have to show them that. He can just take off the blindfold and be like, "Oh yeah, he." Of course, Batman doesn't want to see where the Batcave is. So he puts on black. I just like little things like that where the show is like, "Yeah, people aren't dumb." So we don't got to spell it out. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, they don't insult their audience there. And yep. their audience is supposed to be like seven-year-olds and up. And yep. just, I, I love that. Yeah, my favorite moment, a lot of you covered. Uh, the music's amazing. I love the Grey Ghost opening and the just the the sheer, the sheer like, art of that opening. And just the back and forth is mm-hmm. just brilliant. Yeah. Uh, Hearing the voices of the late, great Kevin Conroy and Adam West is just amazing on its own. It hits you now it in, in ways you. I didn't expect because obviously yeah. I haven't watched this since well, – I haven't watched it since both of them passed away. Maybe since I, – I, I had watched it a couple years ago, but yeah, it, that was before Kevin Conroy passed away. And yeah, right. It hits different but now. we've now. lost both and you're like, oh, man. Yeah. It's like – yeah, it, it just it, – it hits all over, just multiple quadrants. I, I love the meta nature of the narrative with Simon Trent not getting work because he's only thought of as the superhero on TV. Uh, Bruce eating popcorn while watching TV in the Batcave is is indeed a vibe. Uh, Grey Ghost saving Batman from explosives is such a fun scene because it really, for a minute, even though I've seen the episode a, a couple times, I, I forgot to say, oh, how's he getting out of this one? Mm-hmm. Like, I just thought that was so fun. I love the Grey Ghost poster that's hanging that's the Batman the Animated Series, Very little nice homage. And we've already talked about it ad nauseum, but the, the final scene is just brilliant. Mm-hmm. 
But Jimmy, what are some of your Martha moments for Beware the Grey Ghost? What are some of your least favorite parts about Beware the Grey Ghost? I only have one thing. Martha, why did you say that name? Oh, stop! Please, stop! Why did you say that name? It's his mother's name. I have a couple, but they're very me things. Yeah. So, okay, so Bruce Wayne is a very mysterious fanboy to me. He keeps the merchandise of a show he grew up, uh, grew up on and partially based his persona on, but he's unaware of who played the part, if he's still alive, and doesn't know that the shows are supposedly lost forever. That's just kind of weird to me. They didn't have IMDb in 1992. That's, that's true. <laughs> but, but, of course, this was made in the 90s. There was no such thing as Google. Things were less accessible. And real people, not me... But real people don't remember every single detail of what they grew up on. It sort of has to be brought back to them when they become adults. Again, not me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it feels very realistic in a foreign way to me that he's kind of oblivious. Yeah. My Martha moment... I have more. <laughs> <laughs> I only have one. My okay. Martha moment is... There's a, there's a bunch of different scenes where I feel like the art is a little subpar compared to the usual mm-hmm. episodes. Like... Batman feels a little off, I feel like, in some of the shots or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's really my, my only Martha moment is I, f- I feel like whoever was animating that particular episode, mm-hmm. that studio, just wasn't as crisp as some of the other ones. Uh, I've written here the Mad Bomber speech about I Love Toys is the Batman the Animated Series series equivalent of I Hate Sand from uh, Attack, of the <laughs> Attack of the Clones. <laughs> Uh, the ending of this episode feels like a random bit of schlock in an otherwise classy and masterful, masterful episode. Uh, I do feel like there's a lot going on here of like, what I think they're trying to do is here's how Bruce celebrates what he loves and here's how the Mad Bomber celebrates the things he loves. And they're both taking it to do di- two different extremes. It's interesting, but it's a little ham-handed to me, unfortunately. Yeah. Also, I just want to say that the Mad Bomber's final line of toys, of my toys, my toys, my beautiful toys, is something I do not take personally. <laughs> uh, I don't feel attacked by the ending, regardless of the fact that I have my own toy room. Uh, lastly, this stuck out to me really, a lot. Lastly, the show posits that the merchandise of a long-lost show won't sell. Whoa, um, yeah. Okay. Uh, I realize the plot needs that, that to happen, but that's not real life. Um, that shit would be catnip to people like me. <laughs> if 1960s Batman tapes were all destroyed, I'd sell my mother for a bottle of Adam West <laughs> bubble bath. Hell, I might do that now, and we've got 66 Batman coming out of our ears. A little unrealistic, but it's fine. Whatever. Sorry, Karen. <laughs> yeah. So those things, again, I'm a big nerd who collects things, so it feels a little off, but I think... I don't think I know that's just me. So it's all fine. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Well, Jimmy, every episode we have a uh, unique grading system. You want to talk about that real quick? Yeah, I just watched the episode and come up with uh, not stars and not uh, birds or whatever people use. (laughs) Thumbs. I just come up with what's something that seems more appropriate to the episode. With uh, zero is, of course, a very, like you didn't like it at all. Five is that you absolutely loved it and thought it was phenomenal. Uh, what is the grading sco- uh, scale for Beware the Grey Ghost? We are going with out of five penis car Gotham landmark explosions perpetrated by the Mad Bomber. Oh. How many uh, out of five penis uh, car explosions by the Mad Bomber did you give Beware the Grey Ghost? It's five. It's five. <laughs> it's five. Even with quibbles, like, <laughs> it's five. It's, it like... I would give it a six if I could, but we're not allowed. (laughs) 
but it is so for I think Heart of Ice and Almost Got Him are probably the two quote unquote best episodes of Batman the Animated mm-hmm. Series. But after watching this the other day, I think this might be my new my favorite episode now, and I think that's a lot because we don't have Adam or Kevin it is, anymore. It is like it it's hit a big part of this it. episode hit me emotionally. The yeah. other the other two episodes, while brilliant, that really kind of just like okay, this is just great Batman stories. But this one just felt feels different. I uh, I sometimes watch these episodes while I'm at work because I have a lot of downtime mm-hmm. at work. And I watched this the other night. I was at work and I was not in a great mood of things in my personal life. It had not been the best as of late. And I sat down to watch this episode. I remember, of course, loving it, but it was just like I didn't realize how much I really loved it till I watched it because I really escaped for 22 minutes. Yeah. And enjoyed every single second of it, even even the penis cars. Even I just the penis cars, abso- yeah. I just absolutely love this episode, and I am so grateful that they did this episode. Which, by the way, the uh, it originally aired, I believe. Hold on, November. Oh, we're 4th. right. We're almost there. We, we're it, almost it, there. We are recording this on October 29th. or maybe uh, we've, it's already happened. We don't yeah. know when this will be out, but. But yeah, it, it will many, be the 31st long? anniversary next 31st. Sa- this, this Saturday, so we're six wow. days away from it. Uh, yeah, 31st anniversary of Beware the Grey Ghost. Did you? Uh, did you remember seeing this when it was on? I feel like I. I feel like I did watch this when it was on. I watched it, but I didn't really know. I knew who Adam West was, but I didn't know that was Adam West, put it that way, because I was a kid when it came out. It was 31 years ago. I was yeah, uh, six or seven. Yeah, I would have known that it was Adam. I would have recognized the voice right, right away and thought, oh, that's neat. Um, but, of course, I, I didn't know Adam's struggles. I mean, we wouldn't have known that till years yeah, later. I mean, now you can't watch it later. without knowing all that. And, like, you know, I, I am Bruce at the end when I'm like – Look what look what my hero went through, but still, shit, here we go. Look what my hero went through. I had to be cartoony about it. Look what my hero went through, but he still came out. Everyone loves him, and he's got a star. And um, it, it hits. It hits on all those quadrants as I get older. It, I think that's why um, it uh, is up there with, with the other ones that you, Heart of Ice or Heart of Glass. Or Heart of Ice. <laughs> it's up there with it. Uh, because I think as I get older, it's like there's stuff here for me to grab onto emotionally it, it's, it's it's such a good episode because if you know the backstory it yeah. really touches you but if you don't know the backstory it's still a great episode yeah and this was made before the adams renaissance yeah so like we didn't have that ending that's, part yet you that's know? literally why they gave him the twenty five thousand yeah. dollar check right. he was he was struggling and this was then. not too long after they had made batman 89 remember he was like upset that he, yeah. he wasn't he wasn't batman. even invited it might have been stick on his part maybe a little bit but yeah. uh uh, yeah, so it, this was sort of like, hey, you're still in the the fold, and and sorry about them not putting you in that movie or whatever. Yeah. Not that that would that wouldn't have worked, but uh, uh, yeah, it was. This was before we knew that there was a happy ending to the story. Yeah, and what do you, do you remember? What kind of turned things around for him in the '90s or 2000s? You know, a lot of it was his appearances on Conan. He would do appearances on Conan, and Conan did that show, that Look Well show. Okay, he he did a pilot for Adam that didn't get picked up, but every everyone always talks about how great that pilot was. Where Adam is like a, I think like a, a private detective, but okay. he's still Adam West, who you know everything's very ironic, and he's playing it. He's playing things the way Adam plays mm-hmm. things. Is that on YouTube somewhere? I, it's probably on. I, yeah, I, it's, I bet it's, it is. It's been out and about, but I think it's a lot of guys like that who grew up with him, just much like you know Bruce and, and Bruce Tim and, and Paul Dini, who were fans, like bringing him out and putting him in things and 
I know he was on Space Ghost, and I Space Ghost. I remember him being on there. Huge one for me because he was on there with uh, with Lee Merriweather and Eartha Kitt. Um, A lot of it probably coming out of uh, people's love for him, but also slightly ironic because you would see some of like they'd bring old act. You'd see Bob Denver and old actors and stuff at that time. Yeah. And I think it just with Family Guy, it tried to kind of transcended that. And Family, it's weird because you know once again, Family Guy got canceled after mm-hmm. like three seasons. They they got brought back, and then it went away for years. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, and they came back. I think in like around two thousand five or something like that. And that I feel like that definitely helped him out a lot. It's, it reminds me like when Tarantino put. Uh, What's his nuts? Travolta in Pulp Fiction. It was oh, and revived of, his career. Yeah, there was a lot of that going around yeah. at, at that time. And uh, thank we, thankfully, we live in a world now where like guys like Adam and like even like Fred Gwynn, there's Herman Munster. Like people don't get like typecast anymore. Yeah, that, yeah. I guess people were maybe people were just dumb back then. It was just lazy. That's probably. Batman. He yeah. can't play uh, this or that's Herman Munster or that's Gilligan. And, he can't play. People don't. And, th- and maybe those cautionary t- tales kind of like helped out people today because yeah. now they realize that that's really not fair like, the, like, they could still be great for this part like ed neal went on to years playing uh, on modern family and people weren't like well that's al bundy like you know that's not the way things work anymore actors can do all kinds of stuff you know i, I like that you brought up modern family because it's a, a connection to batman the animated series Chris, christopher lloyd the creator of the show oh there you married go. which married darlene sorkin who once again unfortunately we lost bringing recently. it all back to sadness and death Every- as we do <laughs> Yeah, we haven't even talked about Chandler Bing yet. Matthew Perry passed away the day before we recorded this, so it's been it's been a weekend, man. Uh, Bad time for sitcom heroes yeah, of yeah. old. Yeah, we lost Bull and we lost Chandler. It's just it's it's rough. It's it's rough out there, guys. Uh, Jimmy, why don't you tell our uh, awesome listeners how they can keep up with our podcast? Um, well, you can go on to Facebook and go to the, I was about to say the Turtle Cast page, go to the uh, Batman the Animated Series, Almost Got Him is the name of the show, actually. Yeah. Almost Got Him, Batman Animated Series podcast, and like the page, there's all kinds of updates there. Uh, or uh, if you want to, uh, if you're listening to this, maybe you've already done this, you found uh, you found our podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and uh, if you, this is how you're listening to it, which you probably are, uh, you could also... Uh, Give us a, a, some love and a like and a rating. Or tell tell your that. friends about it. Tell your friends that these guys sit around in, and, in the guy's bedroom and talk about Batman and cry. And, <laughs> and we are back. We, it's been a while yeah. since we had like an, a real like reviewing an episode type of episode. And we've got a really fun one coming up next, which I have not talked to Jimmy about. This I have no yet. idea what this is. What is um, because we have a big 30th anniversary coming up soon. We oh. Are going to cover Mask of the Phantasm. I have a VHS copy right over there. I, I have one somewhere. Uh, it has that like Disney box yep, to it. It's got the big clamshell. But yeah, that I believe that, that I don't remember. Did that come out at Christmas or was it Thanksgiving? It was one of the two. Uh, we recently talked about this. Uh, I think it did come out at the end of the year around the holidays, mm-hmm. I think. But, so, yeah, we will be uh, bringing that to you next time. Uh, it'll, it'll be a little bit. We still have to finish. Uh, we have an episode, uh, one episode to go on TurtleCast, which uh, check that check that podcast out, too. It's me and Jimmy and our two buddies, Billy and Mike. It's a lot of fun. It's a six-episode uh, miniseries. We might do some additional episodes in the future, but... It's really, really good. You need to check that out and get caught up with it before the finale that comes this November. Uh, Jimmy, today's episode was a fun one, 
and make sure to not edit out the crying people. Oh, okay. <laughs> people need to hear us be real. Uh, it was this was a joy, and it's good to be back. And thank you for sticking around. Uh, I'm Brandon, and this was Jimmy. Beware the Grey Ghost. Go check it out. And tune in next time for another episode of Almost, Almost Got 'Em. Got em.